What is up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Not A Status Quo Podcast. I'm your host, Nisha, and we have a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the NBA Conference Finals and giving you my predictions on who I think is going to win the NBA Finals. But first, let's talk about NASCAR and some things that came up in regards to the Olympics. So Chase Elliott won the Road to America 4th of July race this past weekend. And I must say that it has been a interesting, interesting winning streak for the Hendrick Motorsports team. The last time anyone lost in regards to Hendrick Motorsports was last week when Kyle Busch won at Pocono. If you're not including the All-Star Race, which was won by Eric Amarola, they have won about six to seven races in a row, which is crazy. Talk about dominance in regards to Hendrick Motorsports as they really didn't start the season out too, too well, but everyone on their team so far has, has won, if I'm not mistaken. All I can say is that they're back and other teams should watch out. Also, I want to give a shout out to Bubba Wallace. Daryl Wallace is his actual name. Getting his first top five in the Michael Jordan 23 car. So congratulations to that team. I know people are hating, talking about this and that, but at the end of the day, he won a, fu- a fuel mileage race and he made all the right choices. His crew chief made all the the right choices and they wind up getting a top five so take pride in that next up shikari richardson olympic track runner she wound up getting suspended and uh, had to disqualify her trial runs and lost her ability to run in her signature event which is the 100 meter dash due to the fact that she tested positive for cannabis which is basically marijuana everyone has put their opinion out there so shikari went on the today show and basically made a statement in regards to her testing positive for cannabis and basically just said that she took it after she learned about her birth mother's desk as a way for coping. So a lot of people have been making a big deal about this one because to run at top speed after taking any type of drug is very impressive. So a lot of people are saying, shoot, she should run. Um, But however, cannabis is considered a performance enhancing drug in regards to the Olympic Committee, International Olympic Committee. And I think that is what's really getting people in uproar in a sense, because in many ways, Weed is not a (laughs) performing enhancing drug. From as far as I know, it makes you hungry, happy, sleepy. From what I've heard, I don't know this firsthand, but I've seen people that have taken marijuana. I've seen people that have taken edibles and it's impressive when they're able to drive, let alone run and win on top of that. So the fact that even if she, I'm not saying no one's saying that she was taking the drugs like right there before she raced. It was probably like a couple of days and the stuff was just still in her system. Given the fact that here in the United States, in certain states, it's legal to smoke marijuana and for it to be an issue in regards to the Olympic Committee, I think it's going to cause them to really relook at this rule, mainly because there have been tests and, and, and research done to where people are using marijuana to help them with pain. You even have cancer patients who take marijuana to help with pain. Was it a very bad coping mechanism for her at that point in time? Probably so. Um, it's one of those reasons why we have to talk about mental health in regards to the black community and different ways to deal with pain instead of going to drugs. So yes, that is a great conversation to have. However, is that going to help her performance? No, no, it's not a steroid. It's not, it's not some type of booster for you. It makes you tired. It makes you tired. It makes you want to eat. Eat, eating makes you full, makes you feel like you need to go to sleep. I don't really see how they can sit there and say that this gives you an, an enhancement unless they're saying like you lace it with something. I don't know, but I definitely think that rule should be reviewed. And 
you know, it just really sucks because a lot of people looking at her, hoping that she does well, because at the end of the day, and I've had this conversation with Shannon and Tiffany, she is a authentic black woman. And what I mean by that is she is truly herself. She hasn't changed who she is or changed the way she talks, the way she dresses, how her hair is to fit the norm of what corporate America or America in general thinks that a black person or a black woman should be or should look like. Not saying that other people have if that's who they if that's who you are that's who you are but for the most part that's what we've been taught to do is to compromise who we are to fit into this particular norm and she doesn't do that I hate to say it but it's something that if you are a person of color within this country it's something that you have to remember and that is people don't like to see you succeed they want to see you fail and it's just one of those learning experience where especially even with just her team in general you have to be on top of things like that she is now a target Simone Biles is now a target Simone Manuel is now a target because you have won and a lot of times people don't like to see you win even Michael Phelps who I'm going to get Uh, two in a second he is a target because people don't like to see you win people don't like to see you succeed so because of that yes she definitely should have made better decisions in regards to how she coped with her mother's death her team should have definitely been on it to make sure that she didn't make any type of decisions like the ones that she did make and put herself in jeopardy of not being able to compete in the olympics but unfortunately she did she's apologized for it she's learned from it and now it's time to move on people that are bashing this girl are probably some of the main people that have been caught smoking weed doing drugs driving under the influence of alcohol like don't sit there and judge a person and make it seem like that you've been so perfect in your life because no one is perfect in their life they all make decisions that's how you grow as a person you don't grow by being able to do things correctly you grow by failing and learning from your failures that's how you grow as an adult so for all these people that are bashing this girl leave that girl alone she took responsibility for her actions and she's now paying the consequences for it because she has been suspended for for an entire month which i have to say was gracious of the olympic committee because usually you get suspended for three months but that did not happen um she did a class which actually helped knock her suspension down to one month unfortunately she probably won't be she won't be able to uh, compete in the 100 meter but she might be able to compete in a four by one so hopefully she's able to do that if not chalk it up to the learning experience and be ready to race in the next four years overall i just think that every everyone's taken out of proportion even the situation with michael phelps and the reason why i say that is because we all remember michael phelps got in trouble for the bong situation he also got in trouble for two duis but he was actually punished. I think the thing is with Michael Phelps, the reason why it wasn't like blown, blown out of proportion is because when he got caught with a bong, it was like literally right after the Olympics and it was at a party, but he was suspended. He was suspended for three months. He couldn't swim. And then also when he had a DUI, it was his second DUI to be exact. I think it was like in 2014, he actually got suspended. It wasn't able to compete in the 2015 world championships. And so the team wound up losing because he wasn't there. So he has definitely been punished before. Um, I don't think that people should expect Michael Phelps to say anything about it because one, that's not his business. It's not his situation. So he's not going to say anything. He doesn't need to say anything. He got punished think that it's like a comparison I know why people were saying that is because you know Michael Phelps got in trouble you know I don't I remember him receiving all this backlash and I think maybe that was the issue that she received so much backlash but Michael Phelps didn't and it's like your star athlete just did the same thing that this girl did and y'all are bashing her and throwing her under the bus but you didn't do the same thing with this man and I think that's more of a fan situation but in regards to a punishment situation she actually got the the better part of the stick when it came to that because like I said she only got 
got suspended for one month and Michael Phelps got suspended for three months with his bong situations. Live, learn, but honestly, if you're going to call yourself an adult, start looking at all the facts first before you start passing judgment on people and realize that you made some mistakes too and that you weren't the golden child or the golden adult that you are today. It took some time for you to get there. So show a little grace to people, okay? But moving on, let's talk about the NBA Conference Finals. Man, 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 the Hawks and the Bucks series had the makings of being a great series, but once again, injuries played a factor in this series. Trey Young was out for two games with a bone bruise. Giannis had a, a, a hyperextended knee. And I think that injuries can either hurt or help your team. And you saw how Trey Young's injury really hurt the Hawks. They did have a good game. I think it was like right after Trey Young got hurt. I really think that the Bucks should have capitalized on that. They should have been up, but you know, they didn't. And uh, the Hawks wind up winning and then they had to come back and win and all this stuff like that. But I just felt like that was a golden opportunity for the Bucks to really, you know, put their foots down and, and win the game. And they just didn't. And then you had Giannis get hurt with the hyperextended knee. But I think Giannis's injury helped the Bucks more because it pushed people to to actually step up their game. So we finally saw Middleton. Middleton has been missing this entire playoffs. He he has these little moments, but I'm like, where are you at, man? And so I think Giannis going out really helped Middleton get a stride, help Holiday. Brooke Lopez stepped up, also had PJ Tucker, you know, not scoring, but <laughs> playing defense and all that stuff like that. But Bobby Portis, I think probably was the one that stepped up the most. He just really like took the opportunity and just started balling out. If anything, Giannis going out really helped this team gain confidence, which I think is going to be a bad thing for the Suns in the finals. I think the series could have been a lot better if it wasn't for those injuries, but that's basically what happens. Just kind of sucks that you weren't able to really see Giannis and Trey go head to head for all six games. But overall, it was an okay series. The Atlanta Hawks are going to be a very interesting team to watch. I know that they have some free agency issues in regards to John Collins that they need to work out and then getting Nate McMillan signed back on to be their coach. They're, they're a team to look out for. They definitely are going to have to make some moves in the offseason. While I'm looking at the entire East, I, I like them, but I just don't think that they have enough to really get back to where they are right now and to maybe make it to the finals without making some type of adjustment within the offseason. Trey Young had an amazing postseason performance. He's just one of those guys that you got to look out for. He's the future of this league. Him and Devin Booker and, and Jason Tatum and, and all these other people, like there's just so many, so many young stars that you know want Steph Curry and LeBron and Carmelo and Chris Paul and all these veterans once they retire, that the league is still going to be in really good hands and it's going to be really entertaining. I can't wait to see what else he does. I think I think he's going to be great. He's going to be so fun to watch. You know, now that he got a little taste of it, he's going to want more. And the Atlanta Hawks are going to have to decide, are you going to be like the Falcons and just have one good year and be crappy for the next five or six years? Or are you going to capitalize on what you have right now and start making moves and being aggressive and getting your team uh, to be elite so that way they can go and fight for these championships? So that's something that they're going to have to address this summer. But I look forward to seeing what their future holds. So the Suns and the Clippers series, I knew Kawhi wasn't coming back. He wound up missing the entire series. Paul George finally showed up in this series. Uh, I guess he was tired of being called Pandemic P. The one thing, though, before I get into the series, the whole situation with Paul George talking about that he is criticized. Everybody is criticized. Everyone is criticized. And I can understand that 
you know, being criticized and constantly hearing it can take a toll on you because at the end of the day, you are a human being and you have feelings and emotions just like everyone else. And at times it is difficult to drown that stuff out. I totally get that. But at the same time, take it as a compliment. Take it as a compliment, man, because people are talking about you, which means you're doing something right, which means that you're in people's faces and you're performing very well to the point to where they want to critique you to the point to where they're calling you pandemic P. So there's just some good and bad to it, but just know that that comes with the territory, unfortunately. But anyway, Paul George, like I said, he had a great series, uh, did everything that he could to carry the Clippers, but you know, they obviously needed Kawhi Leonard. CP3 came back, I think it was game three, and he didn't really start off too well, but he finally found his rhythm, wind up going off for like 40 something points in the last game and willing his team to the NBA finals. You could tell that he really did not want to lose this game because he's had some bad experiences game sevens trust me I know and you just you could tell he just wanted to win he didn't want to go back he didn't want to go back to Phoenix for a game seven he wanted to win right then and there it was great um one thing though that I felt that was a detriment with Chris Paul returning I I personally felt that Booker kind of lost his rhythm when CP3 returned and I think that's going to be a factor in the NBA finals overall everyone had a really great series Booker carried the team when he needed to he was a superstar when he needed to Crowder played well a lot of the bench players played well Cameron Payne I think he hasn't really been the same since his ankle injury but hopefully this rest is going to you know be beneficial to them you can just kind of tell that the Suns were the better team it was just more about them executing and finishing out the game and finishing well and that's basically what they did um it was great seeing CP3 you know 16 years I've seen those horrible losses I remember when they were minutes away and he made like two costly turnovers I remember him being up against us in the (laughs) with the Rockets before he joined and then us coming back (laughs) and beating him to see to see him make it to the finals is a testament you know he didn't join the super team he didn't he didn't join LeBron even though I think he's going to join LeBron next year you know he didn't go and get KD or anybody else he he worked for it and you have to have some type of appreciation to it given the fact of how this league is now where if you don't win you go and join another superstar so you can get to the promised land he grinded out he reminded you of what it was like back in the day when Jordan was playing where you had to really work and play against like elite people not joining them to get to where you need to be in order to win a championship so congrats to him the full circle with him and Monty it's just great it's great to see in regards to the NBA finals probably the hardest selection that I've had to make because in many ways you know I would love to see Devin Booker and Chris Paul win a championship but it would be really cool to see Giannis win his him and his brother win their first championship it'll be really cool to have that story of PJ Tucker of all people getting a championship before (laughs) before Chris Paul and and and, uh, James Harden but just watching the teams it's going to be a really fun series to watch I don't know when Giannis is going to return but just watching the Bucks and how they performed without Giannis and the confidence that they had, I just feel as though they may be the better team overall and that they are going to win the championship. So I have them winning in six. 
But the way that this playoffs has been going from injuries to people beating people to to people just having mental breakdowns and just not putting games away when they need to. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if CP3 and Devin Booker and the Suns are the ones holding the trophy at the end of this NBA finals. I really wouldn't be surprised at all. But I just I'm really happy. It's been crazy. It's it's been so crazy to watch these finals, but they've been very entertaining. Probably the most entertaining finals that I've seen in a while because you really have no idea who the hell's gonna win now and that's what I love about that I love not knowing who's going to win I love these these things that just come up and it's just so many unpredicted things that makes this makes the playoffs and makes it so entertaining like okay then now what what are we gonna do now so I'm going to uh go with the bucks in six like I said wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul is the one holding up the trophy and uh last but not least I just as a Rockets fan, yeah, I'm a little ticked off, just a little bit, you know. Um, personally, I just feel like James Harden, you're to blame. I'm gonna go ahead and blame you because it don't make no damn sense that we had Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, Trevor Ariza, Chris Paul, you, and 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 and. and that is all I have to say for now. Let me know who you think is going to win the NBA Finals by commenting on our social media at not a status quo underscore podcast, not a status quo on Twitter, and not a status quo podcast on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like and share. And as always, have a great day, have a great week, and I will see you next time on another episode of Not a Status Quo Podcast. Peace. Peace.